You're listening to highlights from an episode of The Creative Process. To listen to the full interview or hear more about The Creative Process projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info. Well, it's, it is a very, um, you know, creative or imaginative uh, life that you have for yourself. And I really am interested in also talking more about the um, the indigenous art, or I guess Native America. Tomorrow I have an interview with the Smithsonian, that, uh, the, the museum for the Native American. But, um, and I think that's so sad. I don't, I don't understand it either. Why, why do you feel it's, what is it a shame? Or why is it not something that we, s- I don't know. In the, in the U.S.? Yes. Look, I think there's one reason in particular that's idiosyncratic to the, to, to the United States or specific to the United States, which is that we are still grappling with and have failed to really grapple with and deal with the consequences and the impact of slavery. And, mm. you know... Frankly, white people aren't very good at dealing with more than one thing that they feel bad about at any given point, and it's on us, it's our failure, that we do not and seem unable to be able to deal with uh, the legacy of uh, colonisation and the legacy of slavery at the same time. Uh, And the tragedy of that is that neither of them are ever going to be something where you can kind of tie a bow around it and say, all right, well, now that's all better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Canada and the US and Australia, we all have other traumas as well, but none have been so much at the forefront mm-hmm. uh, as the legacy of slavery has in the US. And I think that that has, uh, let's say, overwhelmed or drowned out the kind of any conversation about how we grapple with the consequences of coloni- colonialism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is certainly room to deal with both and, and, and it shouldn't be that way. But that I, I think pragmatically and frankly, that is the reality. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it was sad. I, I visited some reservations and did uh, interviews with uh, like artists and educators. And it was just a very simple thing that was said to me. And I don't mean to be going off from no, the no, analysis foundation. I, because I think that this is good in your background because it, these are, I guess, other kind of partnerships mm, or where mm. you're... you're honoring the local culture mm. alongside Greek and yeah, Greek princes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's just a very simple thing that one Native American artist said. Uh, he says, you know, and it's so simple, you know, we are still here. We have not gone away. Yeah. But it's like they feel. No, the invisibility of, uh, that's what I meant by yeah. saying that the, the invisibility of indigenous culture in the U.S. is mm-hmm. really, uh, um, uh, it's intense. Uh, and when you think about how present it is in other environments, yes. particularly. Even though there's terrible poverty and you know problems in all of these other places in Australia, yeah. in Canada, it's not like the, the it's not like everything's yeah. hunky dory mm-hmm. there. Sure. But uh, but relatively, uh, the kind of the, the level of dialogue and the level of engagement with and foregrounding of and, and pride in mm-hmm. the indigenous culture that uh, it still exists and still exists here in the US. Yes. But it's not seen. It's not supported. Um, where it is seen and supported, it's it's relegated and and you know, um, and also kind of pigeonholed into being craft or yes. traditional arts or folk art or kind of ceremonial art. It's not mm-hmm. understood as a contemporary 
ever-evolving, dynamic cultural life. And yes. that's a critical thing, which is to understand that, you know, these cultural forms are not frozen. Mm -hmm. They're not the same thing that they were 50 years ago, 10 years ago. They evolve and they develop just as Western art forms do. Mm -hmm. And so, and but we tend to think of them as things that are frozen in time. To speak about it a little more, to go in more into the Humanities Impact Program, and then you mentioned um, the Visiting Scholars, I'm not sure if that's the name of the program, like some of the things that you have best. Sure, yeah. I mean, so the Humanities Impact Program uh, is something that young Kim, who's our Director of Education here in New York, really built. Uh, mm. And it is, I think, a, a very impactful kind of um, thoughtful program uh, of support and collaboration with a range of organisations that again is about trying to build some of these classical ideas into the kind of contemporary practice where um, historically they've been ignored and you know in the US the value has always been ascribed on the very direct, the immediate, the practical. Yeah, and rather we don't than, study history enough. And we don't, yeah. we don't study history enough and we don't study, we don't think about abstraction. We don't think about the kind of philosophical questions that uh, can actually then be applied into very direct and concrete kind of moments of our existence. All right. Yeah. Does that make so, sense? Yes, it does make sense. And if you'd like to s mention I'm some of those abstract yeah, concepts, yeah. we could just call this out for, for any, you know, um, students across disciplines if they want to respond. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, there's not a specific set of concepts that that the HIP program really seeks to kind of address. It it, it you know it, it, it seeks to make Greek or Hellenic culture accessible mm -hmm. uh, uh, in a range of different contexts that are not determined by being an, an, at an elite university or by right. being you know of so we support the Bard Prisons Program, so okay, yeah. uh, which is an extraordinary uh, education program that happens within uh, prisons in New York and elsewhere uh, that allows um, uh, prisoners uh, to to receive university education and degree mm -hmm. degrees um, that uh, in a range of different areas, and okay. we support the kind of inclusion and integration of classics and, mm -hmm. and, and classicism into that program. Okay. Um, uh, we try and contextualize the, the kind of successes and failures of the Greek, uh, uh, of Greek thought and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and in a historical context. Um, we try and make sure that it's both relevant and innovative mm -hmm. in that um, uh, in, in the way that we talk about these sometimes quite ancient ideas uh, uh, in a contemporary educational context. So uh, Young, for instance, is currently working with the New York Historical Society to, uh, around programs around democracy and politics in ancient Athens and in relationship to the politics today. So understandings of demagoguery, of political debate, of uh, the way uh, uh, we frame ourselves and others mm -hmm. um, uh, and indeed you know the, the kind of different mechanisms for 
how one participates in a society as a citizen, citizenship and what that means, uh, and, and participation in a democracy and what that means uh, and what it meant then and what it meant now and how the two are connected. Well, it's a beautiful uh, program, and I'd love to hear more about um, you know, the, the prison program too because, of course, it should reach all sectors of society. Uh, sure. Humanities is not just, it's sometimes become viewed as something slightly elite. Uh, I don't know why. I think, well, look, I think, I mean, that's, that is a problem of contemporary culture, and it's not just in the US, it's everywhere. We focus, uh, uh, we tend to focus, I think, to, on STEM to the exclusion of culture and arts and, uh, again, and humanities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because there's a kind of sense that STEM subjects uh, are, or business subjects mm-hmm. are very much more immediately practical, concrete. Yeah. Uh, their impact can be quantified very easily yeah. and I think that's a big thing as we move to models of governance and uh, 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 th- where we seek to be able to quantify uh, the impact of, of, of particular projects. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much harder to do that in when you know, our, uh, the, the, the kind of education system is focused on humanities, mm-hmm. on thought, on, um, on how we think, on critical thinking. Mm-hmm. It's not as accessible uh, and the outcomes are not as directly quantifiable. And but in the bigger picture, I think it's a long, in the long term, it's a very direct loss. And it's quite interesting, you know, when we look at uh, economies and markets like Singapore or China mm-hmm. uh, uh, or others of the, of the kind of tiger economies, mm-hmm. a lot of the resources that they're focusing now are on trying to make their students more critic, better critical thinkers, mm-hmm. more creative thinkers, mm-hmm. not to kind of focus pour more resources into math education or science education mm-hmm. or tech or applied science education. Um, and when they add support or resources into their kind of cultural creative endeavours, they're not taking it away from science or tech or math. They are adding. And it's not a... It's not a Want to get involved with exhibitions or interviews? Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you for listening.